0: We are on. Welcome to another segment of Market Overdrive. Happy Wednesday, Nick. Where are you? Did I lose you? Oh, that was your. You're not going to talk today. What are you doing? <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, we're recording and we're live at the WGN Studios. What is that? We're doing this? We're cut? I'm on strike. You're on strike? That's okay. That's it. Perfect. Amazing day today in the WGN Studio with the mod squad. That is Javier Garcia. How are you, Javi?
1: Doing good. Thank you for
0: having me. Love having you here. Maybe you should come every Wednesday since Nick gets on strike and he's not talking the show.
1: That might not be a bad idea.
0: It's going to be <laughs> awesome. I got him to do his hair. I don't know so much about the, the shirt, uh, but he's still not here. He's styling. Why don't you go ahead and uh, get right to it and let's introduce our Absolutely. guest for today.
1: Well, right now I wanted to bring in you know some of the people that are doing it, a lot of transactions here in the in the local market. Natalie Renna with uh, Remax has actually been pretty active. I've been following her vividly on social media and kind of seeing everything that she has a couple properties are going to be coming on the market.
0: Are you on the air calling yourself a stalker, Javier? Yeah, I am a
2: stalker.
1: We're always stalking. You know, I look at everyone <laughs> as a potential <laughs> transaction, right? So, absolutely. I've been You're following Natalie. Dork. I've been seeing a lot of her activity here in the last year, and I thought that it would be great to have her on and kind of share you know, her success story, her exactly what she brings to the table. And obviously today we're discussing how to select your real estate agent. So, I think it'll be a great show.
0: Welcome, Natalie. Nice Nice to meet you. Nice to meet
3: you. It's always
0: great when the boys bring in new friends to the Mod Squad so we can learn more about you and what is happening in your side of the world. So, tell us a little bit more about you.
3: Yep. So, I just got my license a year ago.
0: Wow. Congrats. Welcome to the world. I know. I'm loving it. (laughs) Oh, you're going to be doing uh, sign language. (laughs) Power to the people.
3: (laughs) Uh, Work for REMAX Vision, uh, Noble Square, but I mean... From Wisconsin, originally lived here. The past six years, really got to Midwesterner,
0: go nice, mm-hmm. friendly. These are great attributes, yes. adjectives <laughs> that you see on uh, what is it, Yelp.com. We're gonna start. We're so gonna go right through that. For
3: sure. Yeah. So no, just been killing it. I got a rookie of the year. My first year outside of re so. I love yeah. it.
0: And it's great to get, you know, different um, opinions on what it is to be a realtor and how to transact. Uh, and today's topic is very timely because, you know, as you're getting out there to buy or sell your home, you want to know how to shop. Uh, my business partner or b- assistant, Lucero, said we should come up with an app for it. Like, you know, some of these social dating sites that have apps, we should have an app for realtors. How to hire a realtor. What do you think about that, Nick? <coughs> Reason I ask him is because he had such a huge opinion about that. T- Are you serious right I now? Honestly, it's he's not, not a gonna bad f-
1: idea to be right?
0: honest with you, Right? I totally agree. In
1: reality, when you're looking for a realtor, <laughs> I
0: always say he's just know, dying kind of
1: to like say like some something. Some form of personality and I think some kind of a trait. So you could technically build, like, a realtor type of stuff. I'm going to have a
0: whole app for carlamina.com mm. app, <laughs> app, 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 app store. <laughs> <laughs> Download here. All
2: right, I'm going to explode. There we go. I'm
0: coming out the ears. <laughs>
2: I'm listening to all this stupid madness going on right now but I can't take it anymore. And I would I would just leave, but unfortunately, my name is Brandon to the show just as much as Javier's and Carla's, so I need to speak up before any more madness happens. You cannot... Get an app to pick an agent, or yes, you can. And you should not. And I'm just going to start with the my opinion first. Then we'll get to everyone else's. Use Yelp and only Zillow reviews I'm to make a over decision. Yelp. And I'll get into all those things in a little bit. But it's an Wednesday app morning. To pick a realtor, <sighs> this ain't Tinder. <laughs> this isn't Tinder. Grinder, <laughs> as you would like, Grinder. <laughs> what is Grinder. This is the real you estate know I know world.
3: Grinder
0: is. You need to. Oh, you know, Grinder. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know what I thought is. I saw you
2: on Grinder. <laughs> <No? laughs> You were catfishing someone,
1: yeah,
0: Nick. Oh, oh, <laughs>
2: well, I was catfishing someone that was catfishing you. Um,
0: Stalkers, no, grinder. You I mean, what is the topic today? This is not today? an
2: application type thing. This is something that takes serious thought. Um, my personal mm. opinion, and we're going to go into this for the next 45 minutes, so my opinion isn't the end all, but I'm still on the belief of you start with the referrals.
0: Good old referral referrals. base.
2: You know, someone that's actually you, somebody, somebody that you trust their opinion. So, for example, if me and Javier always have the same taste in food and cars and, you know, we're good friends um, and we and we seem to know, oh, you'll love this pizza place. Oh, you'll love this burger place. Oh, you'll love this, you know, new Mercedes that came out, whatever.
0: But communities, the time I give Javier an opinion,
2: the time I give Javier an opinion about you'll love working with this agent. He is pretty much already 90 percent sold that what's usually good for him is good for me. Because I know the way he thinks and I like the way he thinks. So that typically is still, in my opinion, my opinion, the best way to at least get the ball rolling about how to start considering agents. Now, get two or three opinions or two or three referrals. But I personally believe the referral way is the strongest way in picking an agent. We'll leave that discussion up for everyone else. And you go ahead and tell me why we should have an app for it. I, I, I
3: think still, you should have a ahead, balance, though, even with an app. It's Mm kind of like dating. Like, go out and get a cup of coffee and see how it feels. Like, you don't have to choose that person right away. Sure. Like you said, but go with referrals, get as many people as you want to interview or have a cup of coffee with and see if you jive with them. If you don't, peace out.
1: I personally think that it just varies on what type of transaction you're going to need an agent for. If you're going to need a buyer, you need a buyer's agent you're going to list a property, you're going to sell a property, you need a listing agent. So I think it's good to differentiate between both because a lot of the times just because you're a realtor doesn't mean that your specialty is in both. Sometimes there's realtors who just specialize on buyers. There's realtors who just specialize on listings. Sometimes they have a better presence in the marketplace where maybe the property might move a little bit faster depending on how strong of hold of them, you know, they share in that marketplace, you know. Um, so one of the things is just determining exactly what you need. If you need a buyer's agent, definitely go for the buyer's agents, people that are constantly out there, that are looking for the inventory or looking for new properties to come on the market and actively searching that because in most cases, listing agents, they're looking for that next potential listing.
0: Ooh, I'm going to have to disagree with you, Javi. I, I would like to add that you know, if you're a listing agent, you definitely know the market. And if you know how to sell a property, then you know what a buyer what a buyer is looking for. So when you're negotiating on behalf of a buyer and you know that there's multiple offers in this marketplace because there's a lack of inventory, then you know how to negotiate on behalf of your buyer because you know what you're looking for when you're representing your seller. So I think that the skill sets that uh, listing agents have are something that are necessary in this marketplace, especially because we are controlling the market as listing agents. We do have the inventory that's not available. Then we can help you find properties faster than a buyer's agent because buyer's agents are just, you know, kind of runners looking for properties versus listing agents who have um, maybe pocket listings who are having more properties come in the market. So they basically control the marketplace. I would say more specific, like hire somebody that knows the area that you're looking for um, and, again, that has those pocket listings so knows how to cultivate um, inventory for you.
2: Well, let's start from zero. (laughs) Why are you whistling? Let's let's start from zero here because we're starting to go into –
0: Right. Either Let's the later it. part,
2: the later part of the show, or a whole different show. I don't even know, but <laughs> I know that we got to we got to start from scratch. Let's say you're 25 years old, um, and you have never bought a property, and all your friends and are somewhere between 23 and 26 or 27, and they've never bought a property. So now we don't have the referral option. Where do we start? Let's think about that consumer first and foremost. Mom and dad. So ask your mom and dad who's and their dad, realtor but if but your mom and dad's realtor Come might be day. totally different That's a, there's a chemistry issue now your mom and dad's realtor might be somebody that's 70 years old and still does things the same way from the, like the 80s and 70s and that's not how you really? function might
3: your might mom be. and dad might have a realtor
2: they've used their whole lives right. and isn't anywhere <clears throat> near the type of personality or the type of person you are and you're going to be your expectations are different or whatever the case is so where do you start if you don't you know, you're coming green to, well, how about this? You just moved to Chicago or you just moved to L.A. from the East Coast. You don't, your mom and dad doesn't have a realtor there. You know, you don't have a whole lot of friends there, but you're looking to buy a property. So what do we do?
0: In that case, then you look, to your, you look to your mom and dad's, you know, agent mm-hmm. that they've had for the for their entire lifetime and they're a, refer, they're a resource for them or for that family. Mm-hmm. Um, they can look online, right? And that, like, for example, Kobo Banker, we have um, relationships with, people in New York and Atlanta, and we have a referral system. So we're able to find an agent that's a top producing agent in that neighborhood. So we're able to control the transaction even from our hometown. So always work with someone that, you know, it's always a referral. But I like where we're going with this. We're talking about how to hire a realtor. We're saying no to the Yelps. We're saying no to the apps. We're saying no to technology, when in fact, that's something that's controlling the marketplace. Now, we can't ignore it. Yelp, is real. I mean, when I first started my business, that's the first thing people are told, you know, have a review on Yelp, have a review on. Zillow or any of these third-party websites, because that's how people. That's th- those are your testimonials. That's how people are going to validate that you're alive and that you have a business, right? I mean, are, are you on Yelp, Natalie?
3: Oh, um, Zillow. I do a lot of work on Zillow,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And you were just saying, Nick, that you hate these websites because sometimes these uh, these no, these opinions them. are.
3: I don't hate them.
2: I think they're helpful to an extent, but I feel like reader beware.
0: Well, you were sharing that story and, about and someone who that, wrote a, a review and it wasn't even legitimate. Well,
2: there's definitely some bad reviews that aren't merited. You know, some the person <laughs> didn't re- deserve that bad review because, I mean, I've heard... and. In 22 years, I've had some clients complain about me, which usually are the worst clients to ever deal with in the first place. Like They never get your documents no. in time. They completely have amnesia to things you've said. <laughs> uh, they they only select have selective hearing on certain things. Uh, they dis, they discredit their particular situation, so they put it like in my lap like it's my fault that they've had a bankruptcy a year ago, and now I have to find a way to approve them. I mean, there's... And then that's usually the one that complains about us. Yeah, right? a lot of the yeah but even
0: Mother Teresa with, uh, was loved by everybody. So if you're an open business, you're going to have pros yeah, and cons. But you're going to so, look at
2: a demographic. That
1: but you're the point at. is, people that use Yelp are usually people who are like, I see people sometimes post, like I've had so many postings or so many ratings on so many different people. You're looking at a demographic that's just really looking to say whether or not you did a good job or did a bad job. But, but a lot of the times,
2: it. those expectations are are completely unrealistic. But
3: I think That's you can break like through those reviews, though.
2: But then let me give me a scenario. You know, Javier was out one day, and he was at a local bar, and he was wearing a <laughs> the wrong jersey for a sporting event, and some, like... Douche decided to pick a fight with him and they got no big bar fight, right? They got no big bar fight. Then the guy (laughs) finds out who Javier is and that guy, who has never used Javier, goes on Yelp and just blasts him.
0: Oh, Javier shouldn't be drinking out of bars. It has nothing (laughs) to do with Javier.
2: (laughs) I'm just giving you a scenario here to just like create off uh, on the fly. It has nothing to do with with Javier's service as an agent or I should say as a loan officer. It has everything to do with I just don't like you. He's never used you. And so that's why these things are a little creepy. I don't truly believe in them. I think that there's take it for what it's worth. I think that you should use those things. You mm-hmm. should maybe uh, scout out several agents that you want to interview,
0: mm-hmm.
2: talk to a few a few agents, but then you have to make a decision about what's important.
0: You are listening to Market Overdrive. We are your Mod Squad. And here today, we're here to give you ideas as to how to hire a realtor, whether you should go on Yelp or use any type of social media uh, to learn more about your, you know, Future realtor or loan officer. Um, going back to that comment, though, Nick, I think people when are people that are looking on these websites, they're going to look at. At it and kind of read it and sense what the person's anger was about, right? Because some of these, you know, statements or, or state whatever they're writing opinions sometimes are crazy. And then if you're looking at them, then you know they're not they're not real. So why should you even be concerned with that? I think for the most part, even when I do get referrals from past clients and or family members or friends or people who find me on social media, they go and Google me and they find and they're looking for stuff. They're looking at my bio. They're looking at all the properties I've sold. So people are doing their due diligence online and are tracking all of our stuff and everything is pretty much public i mean we all make a f- yeah a f-
2: I, you get yeah uh, you're you when you're friends with someone on facebook or you follow them on social media you it feels like you start to know them and it goes deeper i mean we've we post work up there once in a while but we you post your kids we post our vacations we post uh, events we're at and it mm-hmm. feels like they start they literally know you i mean how many times we walked into a room and somebody comes up to us and says your name and you're like I have no idea who you are. Oh, no, no. <laughs> right. We're friends on Facebook. I'm like, okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Only to you, Nick.
2: You know, it's, it, or they follow you here and there or whatever the case Agreed. is. Agreed. So they start to get an opinion of the personality that you have by the way you write things, the way you display things and all that stuff. And those are usually the warmest leads coming into us. Um, and that's one way to approach doing this. But I was going to say earlier, you have to, when you're picking an agent, in my opinion, you should determine what is the most important thing about picking the agent. What are you looking for? And now we're all going to say, well, you can get one agent to do all that, yeah. all of that, right? But I think it's either, A, knowledge of an area you want to move into. A knowledgeable agent necessarily, uh, I mean, is, is probably good and affluent with, let's say, a zone that you're trying to get into, a certain district or a certain neighborhood. Doesn't mean it's also the best negotiator, though.
3: Yep. So <laughs> is, it,
2: is it knowledge that's important to you? Is it price that's the only thing that's important to you? Uh, or is it... Um, You know, this the lap dog, the servicing agent that's going to be there every time you want to make a phone call at midnight. That's very important. There's like three different type of salespeople out there in this world. I personally, I stick with the attack dog. That's why I always just call my mom.
3: (laughs) I'm like, Ma, do what you got to (laughs) do, and she 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 doesn't need to know the
2: area. I'm like, just tell them the price, and and that's all I care (laughs) about. So you know, but everyone's got a different motive in picking your agent.
0: I love it. So one of the things that
2: just you know, piggyback on that
1: because I do a lot of referrals to my real estate agents and things like that. The first thing I tell my clients to address with the real estate agent is their schedules. Because a lot of times you have a buyer who has a very limited schedule or a limited time window as to when they can actually look at properties. Before you know it, I get the conversation, Javier, I need another agent because this agent isn't allowed, isn't able to go out with me on certain days when I have my days off or things like that. So I always say schedule Make sure that both of your schedules align, because if you are going with an agent who is maybe not going to be available or is going to delegate to you to a team, and you're one of those people who doesn't want to be delegated by a team and you just want to work with that specific agent,
2: right.
1: you got to address that up front. You know, root of all confidence. Well, that, would, that would fall into the
2: lapdog category. The customer, there's right. the, what, what's that famous book, The Book of Sales Dogs? You have the the poodle… The, the Pitbull and the Golden Retriever. That would be more like the Golden Retriever, the one that's all about customer service. I could be there when you need me. I'll answer the phone whenever, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't mean that is the most knowledgeable person in that area that exactly. you're trying to buy in. And it sure as heck doesn't mean it's a Pitbull, which right. is the one that can attack price and get you the lowest price for whatever you're trying to buy. But again, you need to decide
0: How to
3: which one of
2: these things are your priority. What are the now,
3: requirements? Yeah. You but know, you're, are you categorizing these people like you're specifically one or the other? Because I feel like... I feel like
2: agents... I, no, either loan officers, realtors, there's a different type of breed in all salespeople. Okay. Natalie,
0: what's your opinion on that? Because I feel
3: like I like where she's personally, going. Personally, I feel I like I'm a it. blend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting me fired up. Um, I mean, because I do a lot of Zillow and I have a lot of, get a lot of referrals too because of their agent was not available all the time. Like I constantly, I sleep with my phone underneath my pillow. Mm-hmm. So if I get a text late night, like I'm there to text back, but doesn't mean like I'm not there to fight for you to get through this bidding war for you as well.
2: Right, but. Setting. You might personally be a blend,
3: mm-hmm. but no, I get, I get. a
2: lot, a vast majority of agents out there, or any salespeople out there, are not a blend, um, and so you have to decipher those things. What is your number one objective? I'm will. I might be willing to pay an extra five thousand dollars on a property that I want to buy here uh, in Bucktown, and you service that area. That's where your office is, like right there in Bucktown. Um, but I don't care about that as much as tell me more about this neighborhood, whether I should or shouldn't be moving into it. I want to be educated about where I'm moving into. So the money isn't my priority. Yeah. But if I am set in stone that I'm moving into Bucktown and that's it, and the only thing that is my priority is I want the best deal in Bucktown, then I make that decision as far as how I pick the agent as well. So it could be the same person, one and the same. It yeah. could be. But then sometimes what I've noticed is. The, the knowledgeable person or the attack dog on price, the pit bull, if you will, is definitely not the golden retriever, the one that's going to answer your phone call every day. like, look, man, I got you your price, exactly what you wanted. I can't answer every five every phone call you make every five minutes. I respect that because they're very busy and they're <clears throat> they're doing their job exceptionally well. It's just, it's usually not all three in one.
0: Okay. So we can, I guess I agree that um, basically when you're looking mm-hmm. to hire a realtor, some of the requirements, right, are not just like where to find them and who's going to send you this referral, but also what skills they're going to have in order for them to service your business. I want to say that let's let's keep in mind, right, what kind of inventory do we have? Again, let's go back to the fact that there's a lack of inventory. Um, there's a shortage. I don't care what areas you're looking for, It's especially in this market, spring market, there's multiple bidding wars. So I think the skill set, the number one skill set that you should look into when hiring a realtor is their negotiation skills. And I think, Anik, you touch on this, but more importantly, if you don't know how to win a bidding war, if you don't know how to call in, I know Javi, you and I had a situation this week where we were dealing with three properties and three offers and they were all, like my agents were calling and they were submitting offers and they were waiting for them to be the winning bidders and I'm like, no, you have to call that agent you have to explain to them who you are and what you're willing to do to get this transaction to closing you have to be a skilled negotiator you have to understand the marketplace and you have to tell that seller why they should take your offer, so I think um, maybe the pitbull, being an aggressive negotiator perhaps is something that's a skill set that you should definitely look into when hiring a realtor specifically in the spring market. What are your thoughts on that? But also like
3: rapport with the other agent is huge. For
0: sure. That's I think that's that's very that's key. I think yeah. that's one of the reasons why we want that bidding war, because I was able to convey to that agent like, listen, we know what it's going to what's going to take to get this deal done. What do you want? We'll do an escalation clause. We'll pay you X amount. Um, what is your buyers? What is your sellers? Number one, you know, requirement? Is it timing? Do they want to move out fast? Is it price? We can accommodate that because, again, you know, it's spring market. There's tons of buyers and there's only that one property. So, yeah, you have to be working with a knowledgeable realtor. And I think it goes back to the fact that you're saying you're willing to pay a premium if you're looking in this marketplace like Wicker Park, for example. Um, But, you know, you're going to have to lean on your agent to tell you whether that 5 or, you know, 5, 10, 15K is going to be what's going to make it for you to win that bidding war. So, again, knowledge, you know, expertise, knowledge in the area and
3: also negotiating Mm. skills. Yeah. And knowing its true value because it might be listed at $30,000 below market price. So you right. can still Some pay $20,000 well. over and make $10,000 instant equity.
2: Well, th- now that's where you need to know your research as far as what neighborhood you're buying into that a realtor doesn't need to provide you. But if you know that you know you've been talking to your friends and it's hard to find a place – in certain parts of town because the inventory is tight. I don't think you really need to be an agent to know that. Most people start to know that just by word of mouth. Right. Um, that, wow, it's really tough to buy something in Wicker Park, for example. and Or you also know a different scenario where a house has been sitting there for a year and a half and you've always wondered why it hasn't sold. But you kind of like it. You almost don't care because you just you happen to be the person that really likes that house. However, you do know one thing. It's been sitting there for a long time. <clears throat> in both these cases... I would be looking for the attack dog, because right, and also I the want the skilled- attack dog doing the you know the bidding war if I need to get into that, mm-hmm. and I, was, I definitely want the attack dog on what looks to be somewhat of a distressed listing, because they're going to go after that price. And I- well.
1: So I, I
0: think that's skills, right? <clears throat> so you're going to skills? touching into skills, like if you have a realtor that In understands. Preparation. Right. So you, were you know, initially you said to hire a realtor negotiating that negotiating skills. Right. Hire a realtor that's only like a <clears throat> listing, bu- a listing agent or a buyer's agent. This goes back to my example why you should hire somebody that's both. Right. A list, uh, an agent should be should have skills in listing and in sales and working with buyers, um, because a listing agent is going to know how to ma- negotiate sh- uh, foreclosures, short sales, and state sales or any sales they have, like you know, a bunch of violations on title, and so they're going to be able to do their due li- diligence and look up information like Nick is saying. And that's how you're going to know you're comfortable. Okay, I understand that there's these specific city violations and I can afford to do it because I have cash to fix it. But my financing only allows for me to, you know, afford this price. So go in and negotiate that price, given the facts that we already know about this property. But you have to have an agent that understands how to look for this stuff, right?
1: Right. Mm -hmm. No, I always say it's always about situational preparation. Like in that particular case for the deal that we were kind of working on over the weekend, We knew we were going into an offer where they had multiple offers. So we had to get myself as a lender aligned to make sure to get with the listing agent and let them know exactly how secure our buyer was. Um, I believe it. This just goes back to the football. You know, it's kind of philosophy. If you're at the three yard line and it's third and goal, you got to be able to be prepared exactly with what you want to do. It's about situational preparation. If you know you're going to buy in a market that is saturated with lots of buyers wanting to come in and very low inventory, you need to game plan exactly how you're going to attack that specific offer, have your counter offer immediately ready, and then also kind of have that delegation where you're having the rapport with that listing agent, letting them know you really want this property. What do we need to, make, what do, we need to do to make it happen? Right. That's
0: exactly what you should look into when looking to hire a realtor, uh, a team, right? A realtor that has a great team in place because like we were able to do this week and you called the agent, um, they actually wanted to get my client's financials. Um, I was like, no, wait, let me call my lender and have him pro- you know, procure that information. And you were able to facilitate those documents in a timely manner. So work with an agent that has a great team that's going to be able to win those bidding awards, right? Mm-hmm. Because we were working together in order to
3: help this one buyer. Your opinion, Natalie? No, I totally agree agree. I mean, I'm backed by a solid lender, and you just work with the the right group of people. I mean, I do think – I mean, I have a lot of buyers that have lost a bidding war, too, and I think you have to go through that in order to really, like, trust my opinion. I right. mean, like, this is what I'm telling you to do, like, escalation clause or whatever, to make them feel comfortable. And then because of the rapport I had with the listing agent, she would then – like, we had a good um, response. So then she gave me some other listings that weren't on the market yet because –
1: Mm-hmm. And that's that. a good And then point. we went in
3: before it was on the market and got under contract. So it's just.
1: You know yeah. what's something that can help as well, too? And this is just more of a tip out there for real estate agents. If you've had situations where, you know, your last two or three transactions have been multiple bidding wars where your client has lost offers or lost properties because maybe they were, didn't want to go in at, you know, asking mm-hmm. price or didn't want to go over asking price. I think it's important to have testimonials from those past buyers on some of the you know, I want to say the battle scars of the properties that they've lost. Because in a lot of cases I think buyers are sometimes skeptical. I the funniest conversation I always have with a buyer is Javier, I'm not sure if this realtor wants to go at this price point because it's going to be a bigger commission check.
0: And see, that's the and kind of like, thing that, that I hate not. about our business because it is not the time for you not to trust your realtor. Exactly. Especially this year when there's no inventory yeah. and we control the market by knowing what's pocket listings. This is the first time where, you know, if that's somebody great. doesn't trust me, I'm just like, I can't work like, with I'm, you. They're like, they she
2: wants to sell me a $260,000 <laughs> $260, property instead of a two hundred fifty because she makes more money. <laughs> yeah, she makes $75 more dollars. She's exactly. really, that's that's really her priority <laughs> it's like right now. I don't want to work That's with you. Sorry, and That's I can give exactly. myself that leisure on, by man. saying
0: I'm going to take on the buyers that I that are going to trust me and they're going to understand mm-hmm. where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And I like to tell clients, listen, this is a long-term relationship for me. I'm not planning on being you know selling real estate just this year, right? I want you to call me when you're done, when you're ready to sell this property. So I'm going to look at it from a resale perspective. How is it going to sell when it comes back on the market? So we're always educating our clients. So at the end of the day, if you don't trust your realtor, then you hire the wrong one. So. With that, how do we fire a realtor if we've hired the wrong one? Do we have any advice on that?
1: You're fired.
0: <laughs> Build a wall. <laughs> Simple. To the point. Oh, come on. You, people are going to Google, right? This is a Google ball subject per se, how to hire a realtor. And they're going to give you all that fluff. Oh, make sure that you work well with them and then they show up, that they pick up their phone. I would tell but I think everyone, it's a different marketplace now. Be You're- honest.
1: You know what? I've had situations. I always do the perfect mortgage experience and everything else, right? And there's situations where it's not perfect. But I always like to say I like to use every bad experience or any experience in general as a training opportunity. I always tell, especially when I first started in the industry and I did lose out a deal or anything, I always say, hey, you know what? If you found better financing terms, if you found better closing costs, whatever, it's fine. But if was there anything that I could have done differently to obtain your business? Because at least this way you can refine your approach, your sales tactics of how you're doing it. Because sometimes there's some people who are doing things that – Or just second nature to them that they don't realize is a detriment to the specific sale, the conversation that they're having with that specific buyer. I always just say, even if you fail, ask why you failed or what you could have done differently to obtain that business. Definitely have that exit interview whenever you're getting fired and say, hey, what could have I done differently to service you? Maybe it was the fact that you weren't unable to pick up the phone every single time that they were calling, and that frustrated them. Well, maybe you should add some additional support to your team or hire someone else to come onto your team so that that way you can provide that kind of service approach to whoever it is that you're targeting. Because at the end of the day, when you're starting out, you're trying to get every single transaction that you can get your hands on. You're not going to be as selective, right? So you're trying to get anything that you can, can, anyone that you can touch to work with you. So it's always good to get that feedback as to what you did wrong. We all know we're not perfect.
0: Right. Right. So it's always a learning uh, experience for everybody. But when you're transacting and this is such a huge transaction, such a huge purchase, you don't want to make any mistakes. Right. So you want to go buy whatever, you know, your friends are telling you and what you should be looking for. We are the Mod Squad and we're here to elevate your real estate IQ. We're not here to tell you, you know, Google it, Yelp it, find out. We're here to tell you what you should be looking for in these realtors when you're hiring them and lenders, of course, even an inspector, an appraiser. So you have to be you have to you have to know what you're getting into because once you're in it, and you're losing bidding wars, and you're still on the sidelines six, nine months later, you haven't found that property, what you're working with the realtor doesn't have any resources, it's not connected, doesn't have a a huge network of other agents who are facilitating, you know, properties before they hit the MLS, because let's face it, again and again, there's no inventory. So I sound like a broken record, but it's true. And I'm hearing the frustration in my my clients. And sometimes we get frustrated too, because we're like, are you kidding me? We just put this property on the market. And you know, as a listing agent, I put a property on the market and Logan Square and the first day I got we put it on the market we had like five people calling us to show it so it's crazy can you imagine we only need one buyer for that one property but we have five and now because we can't show it we have like 20 people looking to show it by Friday so and also you mentioned something about pricing and understanding the market because sometimes we strategically underprice properties so we can get in and out of the market so you have to again work with an agent that's skilled and understands um, you know these logistics so when you're negotiating you don't think that your realtor is trying to make more money out of you. But in fact, the market's going to yield higher. What do you think, Natalie? No, I agree.
3: Um, it just depends on obviously motivation of a seller. Like, do you want to sell it quick? Do you want to price it right? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to you know wait, hold it out? I have a lot of clients that don't listen to my opinion and might trust me and want to price it like $30,000 over and then what's worth. And of course, it's on the market two weeks and two weeks now is a long time.
0: Right. Or and no and we are talking about buyers, but that's a good point for listings, right? Yeah. Again, lean on your expert realtor who's going to give you the advice about what your property is worth. Mm-hmm. And yes, if you are, even though there's no inventory, you can't overprice because no. it's, you, you know, real estate is a commodity, right? <laughs> it's yeah. not an object. You can price an iPhone for what, $600? It's going to sell for 600 But a house is a commodity. It's going to compete a, in the open market, Nick. Yep. And so people it's are going to bid. It, but it is up. an object. It's a, it's, uh, it's it it works like the stock market. The more people that bid on it, the but, higher the yield. So just because sure. we price it at three fifty, it's not gonna sell at three fifty. And a lot of sellers think that that's how that works. But it mm-hmm. is an object. It's a commodity.
2: But it's an object
0: too. I'm gonna kill you. Oh, I said <laughs> it on the is an, <laughs> is
2: an object. It's an object. It's I don't a know.
0: commodity
3: that competes in okay, the open market the and buyers. Commodity. It's a
2: commodity in Yoda's world. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an object.
3: And okay. go back to Javier's comment though about like firing a realtor. <laughs> yeah, and let's fire them. Being completely in. honest is so important and it could actually be beneficial to the buyer as well. Like, I had an instance for example, we were looking for months and all of a sudden they go dark on me. I'm like, okay, something's going on, That's but they're a nice just not telling fired. me. That's a nice Love way to get fired. It. And then a month later they tell me, oh, well we found a friend of a friend was listing a property, so we ended up buying through him. Ooh, Natalie. But they let the listing agent represent both sides, which I'm like, who's really got your back in that situation? If you would have mm. been upfront and honest with me from the beginning, I would have still represented you to get you the best deal. Instead, you had this guy represent both of you. Right.
0: I love it. I think a lot of people don't understand that concept. No. It's crazy because, remember, listing agents, we have fiduciary duties, right? But we do have fiduciary duties to our listing, our buy, our sellers. So when we're negotiating, we can't guide you as a buyer on price. We have to give you comps, but then you're going to make up your own mind about what the property is worth. So you're doing yourself a disservice by not keeping your realtor that's going to be objective to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people think that because they're negotiating with that one realtor, they're going to get the scoop on the property. I mean, it's just crazy. You, you, you have <laughs> to educate yourself. You can't just go and represent yourself in this matter because someone's gonna make you pay more and you can pay a premium too if you don't know what you're doing
2: I have a creepy story on my hands where I think
0: the uh, agent, I'm not shocked an agent
2: referred me a client uh, f- about a couple months ago and the client had an offer with the agent down on a property and it fell through and then I got a phone call on another property literally weeks later and just wanted to you know, double check the qualification, make sure because the association fees and the taxes have gone up, do they still qualify the same? Right. Fine. Okay, they're good to go on that one as well. That one fell through. (laughs) Um, And then they called me again for a new pre-approval because they decided that the only way they're going to buy something is if they go up a little bit more on uh, expenses and whatnot. Give me more money. And so they wanted to double check, and, you know, they still qualified, and they said they're going to put an offer on a third one. That one fell through. Oh
0: my gosh! Sounds like real estate as usual in this market. So not a
2: clients like call me saying, "Hey, I'm sorry, I keep putting you through this." I'm like, "Hey, don't worry about it. I'm at my desk. I'm doing what I do. It's it's not a big, big big deal, deal. right?" So all of a sudden, they go dark for like whatever it was, two, three weeks, and I get a phone call, and they're like, "We found a property." I'm like, "Congratulations!" And the offer is accepted. I'm like, "Great! I'll call that agent that referred it to me. He's not the agent." (laughs) I'm like. (laughs) Okay, Um, what do you do? That awkward moment where, well, they fired their agent and that guy had three cracks at three properties and they noticed that maybe they didn't have their attack dog, Mm -hmm. you know, and then they found someone that can get a deal done Done. for whatever reason. That was uh, someone else. And I was like, okay, so, so I called up the agent and I said, mom.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: it wasn't my mom. I'm just kidding. It, was, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, a lot of love
0: um, for Lydia today. That's no, awesome. It
2: wasn't, uh, <clears throat> it wasn't her. I'm just kidding. But the reality is, is you watch this happen. Now it's kind of weird because you've got to call the agent, refer to your client, and say, hey, I don't know if you know this, but you got fired unofficially, blah, 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 blah. The point is that they at some point realized that this person could never hit them the home run and get the deal done. And I understand the Chicago market in particular is a pretty tough condo market right now. Um, but there's no shame in firing somebody. But I think we need to go back to, like, how do we still find the right realtor? We gave the different scenarios of what we should look what do you for. Mean? We
0: already went through it all. We
2: went through what we should <laughs> look No, you went through how you should look for it or what you should look for in an agent. Yeah. But-
0: how, what, how do I tech? like
2: you know like I said, if I moved in from out of state, my parents don't you said just call the agent you use and have them refer somebody. Yes. They oftentimes don't really know the person that you're they're But They referring can fire to. that
0: person. We're looking into bios, we know the thread we know how much I think they're, closing. I think
2: that people that now in a day and age want to have a little bit more information to just do that.
0: You're being so vintage and all stuff like all of a sudden, like who works with just like face to face? You you're looking at a huge community now. Like So you're, you're saying the, the difference between to,
1: you guys and us, you're we're saying- we're on a phone. We're in a desk, and we can crunch numbers. You're actually going to go out and transact with these people, person to person.
0: So, what are you saying?
1: That face to face interaction is pivotal.
0: Yeah, but how do you hire? How do you find someone? Is it is, isn't that what you're saying? How do you find? Go That's to the, the local. Isn't that the
2: show topic? How do you yeah. find someone?
0: Right. How so, Chicago Association of Realtors. Look up licenses. Uh, go to Yelp. Ask somebody. I don't know. I'm all over social media, so it's easy to find me. <laughs> <laughs> no. How do you find me? One eight hundred Carla. No. <laughs> Natalie, 1-800-NAT.
2: I would start with... I would... use a suburban example. You're driving down the street of the area you want to live in.
0: Oh, my goodness. Are you serious?
2: Well, most of the country is sub- suburbs. <laughs> are we going to have an argument about that? You're going to say that most of the country, <laughs> I would, I would, most of the country... I was already going you're to where you were going to say as an advice. Most of the country is skyscrapers, right? Yeah. Oh, gosh. So let's say you're driving through a, neighbor, a neighborhood mm. or a suburb that you're interested in and you, you really don't know anybody there. I would start personally with the sign that keeps the popping benches? up the most. No, the <laughs> sign of the listings that keep popping oh, up. The most. not that the benches person, or the billboards. That person <laughs> clearly knows something about the marketplace Absolutely. because they have a lot of listings in that particular marketplace. So they would have an idea. So maybe that's one. That's at least one candidate to interview. Then you want to go. You want to go down the route of doing who's the most popular on a Zillow or or Yelp or who has Who's the
1: best driving
0: reviews. around anymore? You just like gotta be saying careful. people are driving around looking for you houses. Not. A careful. lot of people actually
1: take that approach because sometimes they're afraid of that salesy, you know, I contact the realtor and now they're going to be blowing me up and maybe I'm not mm-hmm. 100% ready. Mm. Believe it or not, I want to say 30-40% of people still do the whole driving around a neighborhood
0: 30, looking 30 40% for open house signs, number. they're looking for sale signs, data on even that.
1: people who rent. I've heard a lot of people who are driving lot around looking for rental around. signs. A lot of people really? drive around. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. The thing is that you have a list. You
1: have a lot of the online stuff sometimes deters you mm. because sometimes you have like, hey, we have an excellent property here at Wicker Park for rent. It's going to be $1,500, but we need you to send us a $3,000 deposit before you can actually see the property. right? So there's a lot of skepticism with a lot of people. And believe it or not, there's still mm. a lot of people who do that whole drive-by and looking around for signs, open houses and everything, especially in the neighborhood.
2: A realtor wouldn't understand that because they would never need to do that. They know the neighborhoods. They pull. They pull up all the information on the MLS. And blah, blah blah blah. But a there's so much not a realtor, information
0: online. They're I'm driving are you around.
2: Me? I would drive around and see who seems to be the name popping up on actual properties, not billboards and bus stops. No, that doesn't make them a great realtor. That just makes so them so whatever happened to the stats to
0: say that ninety, probably more now, ninety percent of buyers start their shopping online. You know, you're looking at a I property, a and you're a Redfin, Zillow, Trulia, and you're like, "Oh!" And then you click on it, and then that realtor pops up. Like, what
2: I, are think you about? I think it's a way to start. Driving around, I think you can do some research on with her. What you don't want to do is write, you know, top agent Burbank, okay, in your Google search when you're looking for the agent because you want to move to Burbank, California, right? Right. Because what you'll find there is somebody actually just created a domain or. Created other landing pages to become the top agent in Burbank, and they've really haven't sold many houses in Burbank, as an example. I would go through publications that do exist, like a Zillow, a Trulia, and start seeing some of the activity. You could use it, you could use it, Um, but I would start to make some decisions from validated sources, not you know built websites that are forms of advertising Advertising's fine and look that's the point of advertising to get your attention so that you hire somebody um but then after you found someone advertising you have to do more legwork other than just taking what they said
0: right that's why we've given giving the, giving them all the skill sets that they need in order to you know compete in this market per se <laughs>
2: Right? Yeah. I always go down to service.
1: For me, everything is service. That's really the differential. Service is your thing? Me and Nick, we have the same loan products. We have everything, right? The difference between us will probably be the service. That's the only thing that differentiates anyone.
0: Well, you guys um, have different loan products, um, When I'm products, looking though. at
1: three things, when I'm, when I'm being asked, hey, Javier, who can you refer me out to? First thing I ask is where are you going to buy so I could take a look at my Rolodex and see which realtors I have in that area who dominate that area, who transact in that area a little bit more frequently. Um, In most cases, I have buyer's agents who just know the area very well and know that there's a couple realtors (coughs) who dominate the listing market in those specific areas, and they have a good rapport. Um, And that's what I use is location. Where are we going to buy? And let me take a look at my spirits of influence of people that dominate those specific regions. Second thing would be the scheduling.
3: Right. Okay. What is I your schedule open?
1: Too. Is it going to be an open schedule? Is it going to be something where you're very limited, where you can only go out and to see properties on Wednesday nights and Saturdays? That's also important because if I know I have an agent who is a little bit high on transactions and maybe isn't going to make herself available, but is going to do a fantastic job in the transaction, that might not be the best referral for that specific buyer because I know that they're probably not going to meet those service levels for that specific agent. And then you have the third question is are you comfortable working with someone who has an expanded team? They're going to have all their bases covered, they have a certain process, but you're not always going to have that point of contact with that specific agent. You're going to be delegating to the team. Like, I have a team that assists me with my transactions, so I set that precedent up front with every single one of my partners.
0: You have an assistant for the assistant?
1: I have an assistant for the assistant for the assistant. Wow, right. Nick. So we have to do that <laughs> just so that that way I can do what I do best, which is touch more people, be able to put more Americans into their home, but they know, hey, after I meet with Javier, today. Catherine, Irwin, <laughs> and Mike, they're going to be assisting me throughout the process. And they're going to communicate with my attorney during attorney reviews. They're going to communicate with the real estate agents in case there's appraisal issues. But at least I lay out everything <laughs> that's going to happen up front so that that way they have that expectation that, hey, Javier is not going to be available. But I can call Kathy or I can call Irwin and someone's going to be available to answer my questions or at least delegate to Javier so that he can get back to
2: me in a timely manner. For the record, I'll even put a non-American <laughs> at home. You can call me if you're not American. I will put you at home, too. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Anyone living in anywhere in if North you, America, South America, is an American. If you want to buy a house in the United States, I can still give you a loan. You don't Natalie, have to be American. this is
0: horrible. This is, I thought it was how to hire a realtor, but apparently it's not. It's no, it about is. how to hire a professional. You're listening it to is. Market Overdrive. We are here every mm. Wednesday to elevate your real estate IQ. And today's topic was how to hire a realtor. I hope we were able to you know, give you some insight into our mm. world so that you're better equipped on what to look for when you're hiring a realtor, and I guess apparently also one of these two weirdos. Just kidding. A lender, an inspector, (laughs) an appraiser. You don't hire an appraiser.
2: You don't get to hire an appraiser. You don't get
0: to hire an appraiser. (laughs) An inspector, that's pretty much an attorney, too.
2: Right, but I I think the, the topic is the most important one in picking the home. I mean, the agent is where you really can have some problems now. You can get the wrong home because you have the, the wrong agent. Because the realtors control
0: the transaction, and right, the,
2: Nick? The realtor <laughs> didn't... Well, what, what if the realtor didn't know? Here, she just <laughs> told you that there's a scenario where she had a good rapport with an agent on the other end, even though she didn't get that deal, that agent let her know about properties that were about to come on the market. Yeah,
0: that's huge. If
2: you had the wrong agent, and you would have never known about those properties, and they would have kind of, you know, came and went. And so, I mean... The agent is very, that is the most important person when picking the home. That's their job, is to help you pick the home, right? Yep.
0: Absolutely. correct. You've we're, spoken.
2: We're the most important people when it comes <laughs> to getting the money. That's our job, getting you the money. Very simple. Very key. So, you want to rehash this thing? Because we're almost done.
0: <laughs> Go for it. Rehash it. I want to know if you were paying attention or you were on your phone the whole time.
2: I was only paying attention when you weren't talking. But... <laughs> Um I can't
0: send him. I referrals
2: are always the greatest way.
0: Why don't we go back to you not talking anymore? Let's start it and end it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. This is horrible. Goodbye. I cannot believe we're actually Goodbye. going to package this and put it on the air and share with people. Nick, seriously, this is a service to our community. We need to make sure people understand how to hire a realtor. And, of course, we are the Mod Squad. If you have any questions for us, you can email us at info@marketoverdrive.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We are live. So, hello, everybody. Thank you for spending Wednesday mornings with me. Javi, say hi. Hello,
1: everybody. Do we have anybody checking Remember, in? Remember, three things. Do three they things? work in that area?
0: We can't hear Will you in the mic. You're still you. recording. Are they
1: working with Javier Garcia? Oh, good Lord. Oh, <laughs>
0: now go. he's going to talk. Now you're going to talk. Come on, me, me. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, thank you so much for yeah, joining the Mods Pod this Wednesday. We appreciate you and congrats on all the hard work thank that you're you. doing. I know that it's not easy to transact, so it's crazy for a rookie uh, to be out there in the field, but you're doing a great job. And we're going to let Javi continue to stalk you <laughs> and keep us uh, you know, abreast of all your success.
2: Javi's good at stalking Remax agents. <laughs>
0: i stalk my, mother, my privacy creeper. settings.
2: On <laughs> creeper <laughs> was stalking my mother. That's disgusting.
0: Is that why we were having mommy issues today? Oedipus? I mean, no. what's going on? No. Okay. No. Anyway. Um, so can I sign out if you're signing out?
2: <laughs> yeah, you can sign out. No, you do, your it. It. do your thing. You listen to Market Overdrive. We are done. <laughs> we'll see you next Wednesday at 10 a.m. And, of course, you can follow our shows on YouTube or podcast and Facebook, Twitter, And you can follow us on Instagram as well. And last but not least, marketoverdrive.com. And you have questions or concerns, you can go ahead and email us, info at marketoverdrive.com. Other than that, we will be back here at 10 a.m. next Wednesday. Hopefully with just me and other guests, not Carla Mina, but we will be back here next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Am I here
0: Wednesday? I think I am. Hopefully not. Yes, I will be here. Take care. Have a
2: good rest (laughs) of the week.
0: Ciao.